When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Before we begin, a quick warning. Today's episode discusses the murder of newborn babies. Today, the jury in the trial of Lucy Letby delivered their full and final verdicts at Manchester Crown Court. They found the 33-year-old neonatal nurse guilty of murdering seven babies and attempting to murder six more. It happened during a year-long period between 2015 and 2016 at the Countess of Chester Hospital. The verdict marks the end of a harrowing 10-month trial, and it now makes Letby the most prolific child serial killer in the history of this country. And there could be more to come. We now know that police are continuing to investigate other suspicious incidents that took place throughout Letby's nursing career. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, Lucy Letby, the NHS nurse who murdered babies. My name's Tom Ball and I'm the Northern Correspondent for The Times. Tom has been covering this trial since it began last October. It's been very busy, so much so that the press pack is actually, most of us are in a separate annex just along the way from Manchester Crown Court in um, Magistrates Court, with only a handful of of reporters allowed into the actual courtroom itself. And Tom, we should say there's been a huge amount of public and press interest because this is such a big case. The jury have now found Lucy Letby guilty of murdering seven babies and the attempted murder of several others. Can you just tell us what the mood was like in the courtroom when those verdicts came in? It was quite a suspenseful moment to hear the jury say that they had found her guilty of those charges. There was a gasp from the area where the parents were sitting. Letby herself then began to cry as the first verdicts were read out. She looked at her mother, who then burst into tears, 
and her father was sat next to her. And then Letby was led out of the dock, dabbing her eyes with a tissue. And as she did so, the parents of, of the babies who who I think have become quite close over the last few months, were consoling one another and and, and hugging. It was a huge relief in many ways, obviously for the parents who have had to sit through hours and days, months of evidence, listening to how Lucy Letby attacked and killed their children. I'm a family liaison coordinator with Cheshire Constabulary. I've been asked to read out a statement on behalf of all the families in this case. Words cannot effectively explain how we are feeling at this moment in time. We are quite simply stunned. To lose a baby is a heartbreaking experience that no parent should ever have to go through. But to lose a baby or to have a baby harmed in these particular circumstances is unimaginable. Over the past seven to eight years, we've had to go through a long, torturous and emotional journey. From losing our precious newborns and grieving their loss, seeing our children who survived, some of whom are still suffering today, to being told years later that their death or collapse might be suspicious. Nothing can prepare you for that news. Today, justice has been served and a nurse who should have been caring for our babies has been found guilty of harming them. And it has been incredibly traumatic for them to go through this very long trial. It has been 10 months, as you say. Just take us back a step and just remind us of who Lucy Letby is and what the full extent of the charges were against her. Lucy Letby is a 33-year-old woman originally from Hereford who worked as a neonatal nurse at the Countess of Chester Hospital from 2012 until 2016 when she was taken off the neonatal unit. She was accused of 22 counts of harming and killing babies, 15 counts of attempted murder and 7 counts of murder relating to 17 separate children. The discrepancy in numbers there is because she she was accused of harming some of those babies more than once, all of which took place between June of 2015 and June of 2016. Of those 22 counts, Lucy Letby was found guilty of seven murders and seven counts of attempted murder. She was found not guilty of two counts of attempted murder and the jury was unable to reach a verdict on six more counts of attempted murder. I mean, that really is a reminder of how long it's taken for the parents to get justice for for what happened. Seven murders of babies, that is an astonishing figure. How were these babies killed? She used a range of methods, the most common of which was, was an injection with air, referred to in court as an, an air embolus, which she injected either through an intravenous line or through a, a nasogastric tube, which goes into the baby's stomach. And, and we should say these are murder charges. So she is believed to have done those deliberately. This isn't just incompetence. It's that she deliberately was injecting air into, in, into these IVs. Yeah, that's right. I've spoken to nurses who said that it's very, very difficult to do that by accident for a trained nurse, and she would have had to have done that knowingly in order to 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 do so. She also harmed some of them by by overfeeding with milk, 
Just describe how that happens. Sure, yeah. Um, the babies that come to neonatal units are born prematurely. And some of these babies that let be was accused of harming were about the size of your palm when they were born. So these babies are being fed tiny, tiny quantities of milk, less than a, a thimbleful. So any more than that can be hugely damaging for their tiny stomachs and could subsequently then put pressure on their diaphragm, which would then put pressure on their lungs, making it difficult for them to breathe and then ultimately ca causing them to, to collapse. So in addition to that, she was also poisoning with insulin. I mean, that's horrendous. And these are tiny babies, as you say, many of them born premature, incredibly vulnerable. And she's now been found guilty of seven charges of murder and several charges of attempted murder too. It's incredibly shocking. She is now Britain's most prolific child serial killer. She surpasses people who loom large within the national memory, such as Ian Brady and Myra Hindley, the Moors murderers, who killed and sexually assaulted five children in the 1960s, and Fred and Rose West, who killed five children too, along with five other victims. And so for Letby to have surpassed those notorious killers is, is really quite shocking. Why Lucy Letby was killing these babies? No, that's the big unanswered question in all of this. Despite months of court proceedings, despite a police investigation that ran to years, there has been no definitive motivation ascribed to her. And, and I think that's what makes this case so unique. Unlike the cases of Brady and Hindley in the West, where they could be in part explained by some kind of sexual motivation or the backgrounds of the perpetrators, there, there is nothing in Letby's background and there is no apparent reason as to why she decided one day to wake up and start killing babies. She'd had a normal family life. She'd done well at school. She'd always wanted to be a nurse. She was quiet. She was studious. She had everything to lose. She had bought her own home in the year that she was killing these babies. She uh, had friends. She had an active social life. And yet beneath it all was this other side to her that nobody saw at the time. And that is, I think, what makes this case so baffling. Yeah. I mean, it certainly makes it even more alarming because... It just makes you feel like any normal person could switch in, in certain circumstances. Did it come up in court much? They must have talked about motive. I mean, did they have any inkling as to why she would have wanted to do this? One of the most dramatic moments uh, in the trial was early on when the prosecution presented the court with with notes that had been found in Letby's home during the first first arrest. She'd written hundreds of notes, which were scattered all around her house in drawers, in boxes. Uh, and on one of those notes, she'd written, I killed them on purpose because I'm not good enough to care for them. And then in a, in a separate note, she'd written, I'm evil. I did this. 
those notes strike me more as an admission of guilt um and i don't think that they really ascribe to her a motive there were suggestions made by the prosecution uh, nick johnson of the prosecution said on occasion that she was excited by the killing said that she had a, a god complex he also suggested she may have been doing so in order to attract the attention of a registrar who was working at the hospital who it was said in court Letby was in love with. That registrar had only started at the hospital in the autumn of 2015, several months into Letby's campaign of killing. So that didn't entirely convince me, but I think the prosecution, like everyone else, was kind of looking and searching for some kind of explanation for this. Yeah. So, so the, the, the registrar didn't arrive on the scene until some of the babies had already been killed. But just give us a sense of, I mean, when, when they put that forward as a theory, what were they implying? I mean, how would it impress a registrar, a senior doctor? It wasn't so much that it would impress him, I don't think. It was more that he would have to come onto the unit in the event of a collapse to help with, with the resuscitation effort. So it, it would literally draw him to the unit and, and closer to, to let be. That would be shocking if if that was if that was a reason. Yeah, to my mind, the most plausible explanation that I've heard came from a, a nurse that I spoke to who worked on the unit alongside Letby during those years. She described Letby as a bit of a teacher's pet in that she craved attention and she craved the, the praise of her superiors. And she said to me that harming babies was a, a win-win situation for her. If the babies that she had attacked didn't die, then she would win the praise of uh, her colleagues and her superiors who would say well done to her for having saved the life of that child. Then if they did die, then conversely, she would be the one who, who got a lot of sympathy from her colleagues for having lost a child that she was looking after and, and attempting to save. Yeah, but just horrifying that somebody could disassociate praise or whatever else they get from the lives of these babies. You've spoken to some of Lucy Letby's friends too. I mean, how did they make sense of any of this? What, what did they say? Those that I've spoken to, I mean, they're uniformly shocked as, as, you, as you, of course, would be. And I think more so for the fact that she'd always presented as someone who was quite quiet, kept to herself, had friends, but wasn't one of the more popular pupils, I don't think, um, in her school days. One friend that we spoke to said that she used to carry a, a rucksack around with her full of blasters and sewing kits, and they used to call her Mary Poppins for it. I think she just presented as somebody who was very sweet and caring to all those that knew her before, and yet beneath it was a terrible person. I mean, Tom... I think this story will have shaken most people and it's, you know, for a number of reasons. It's the, the sheer scale of the number of babies who were killed. It's the fact that it carried on happening for so long and that this was a relatively normal person who seemed caring on the outside. I think for a lot of people, it's also the fact that this is a nurse in the NHS, the sort of person who we turn to when we or, you know, members of our family are at their most vulnerable and that seems particularly shocking. I mean, is this the first time it's happened? Is this the first time we've had a nurse who who has committed murder? 
No, in fact, in Stockport, which is not far from Chester, there was another nurse called Victorina Chua, who was convicted of having murdered two of his patients with insulin in 2011 at Stepping Hill Hospital in Stockport. And I suppose there, there was the, the famous case of Howard Shipman. That's right, yeah. Shipman was a GP working in Greater Manchester uh, who was convicted in January 2000 of having murdered 15 of his patients but was suspected of killing dozens more. Coming up, there are questions now to be answered by the Countess of Chester Hospital. Why did it take them so long to suspect that they had a killer on their ward? That's in just a moment. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. With Lucy Letby, this happened over a period of time. There were clearly a number of cases, and it was all while she was working at the Countess of Chester Hospital. What does it mean for the hospital going forward? The hospital has a lot of quite serious questions to answer for, not least the fact that the consultants who are working on the unit repeatedly voiced their concerns about Letby from around October of 2015, four months after she she began killing. We heard evidence in court from one of the um, consultants, Ravijayaram, who said that they were fobbed off and that they were told to, to carry on and, and see what happened. So the hospital were alerted to this. They could have stopped some of these babies from dying. Yeah, that's right. And from that point in October 2015, two more babies would go on to die and, and several others would be harmed. So I think quite rightly there are 
now questions for them about why they didn't listen more carefully to what their consultants were telling them and step in and at least have a, a closer look at what was going on on that unit, which seemingly didn't happen until much later when uh, an external review was carried out in September of, of 2016. Letby was eventually removed from the unit in the end of June of 2016 and moved on to clerical duties at the hospital. But the hospital was still keen to have her back on the unit. We heard evidence from another of the consultants who said that they were repeatedly having to push back against hospital executives that were trying to reinstate Letby. And they said, we're not having her back unless there's CCTV on that unit. I mean, will there be an investigation into all of this? Will the hospital have to look at what went wrong? It seems highly likely there will be a public inquiry now, yeah. Following the verdict, the Countess of Chester Hospital released this statement. I'm Dr Nigel Scorn, and I'm the medical director here at the Countess of Chester Hospital. I speak for the whole trust when I say how deeply saddened and appalled we are at Lucy Letby's crimes. We are extremely sorry that these crimes were committed at our hospital. And our thoughts continue to be with all the families and loved ones of the babies who came to harm or who died. We cannot begin to understand what they have been through. This case has had a profound impact on our patients and our local community and also our staff, who come to work every day determined to provide safe and high quality care for all of our patients. Our staff are devastated by what has happened and we are committed to ensuring that lessons continue to be learned. And Tom, what have the police said since the verdict? Cheshire Police, who led the investigation into Let Be Known as Operation Hummingbird, have said that they are continuing to investigate other suspicious incidents which took place at the hospitals where she worked across her entire four-year career. So the murders and attempted murders that were being looked at in this trial took place between 2015 and 2016, but there's a three-year career prior to that, which they're also now looking at too, including her stint at Liverpool Women's Hospital, where she worked very briefly during a, a training period. There could be more to come. That's right. That's extraordinary. What happens next? I mean, when will Lucy Letby be sentenced? And do we have a sense of what sort of punishment she'll be looking at? I think that the judge will sentence her in fairly swift order. It seems very likely that she will spend the rest of her life in prison with a whole life order, becoming the third, only the third woman in the UK to be serving that sort of sentence. And Tom, you've been covering this case for months now. What do you think the wider impact of it will be? I mean, a lot of people will be asking questions today about the sort of care that we receive and how well it's monitored. Do do you think it'll have a a bigger impact on society? One of the the most heinous things about Letby's crimes is that she was somebody in a position of authority who parents trusted implicitly and parents gave over their most treasured possession in the world to her and she abused that trust. So I, I do think it will have ramifications. I think that parents who would otherwise have trusted their nurses may 
now have this in the back of their heads, a thought that never would have struck them before, I think is is now there, whether or not they consciously or unconsciously note that. And for you, having covered it day after day, how has it felt and, and what will stay with you? Um, it's been a long and frequently obsessing case to cover. I think the thing that baffles me the most is just this total lack of apparent motivation. Any murder is senseless, but I did find myself wondering why it was that all these people involved in the trial, the parents of the victims, but also witnesses, people who'd worked with Letby, who were clearly very damaged by what happened, why all these people were gathered in this room, why they'd been put through such suffering. It just seems totally senseless that there was no apparent reason for all of this. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, Tom Ball, the Northern correspondent at The Times. If you already have a subscription, you can read all of Tom's work at thetimes.co.uk. We've put links to his reports from Manchester Crown Court in the description notes for this podcast. Also, this weekend... The health editor at the Sunday Times, Sean Linton, has an exclusive, in-depth investigation into what was really happening behind the scenes at the Countess of Chester Hospital, while Lucy Letby was able to murder and attempt to murder newborn babies. If you've been affected by what you've heard in this episode, we've put some helpful websites in the description notes for this podcast. The producer today was Priyanka Deladia, and the executive producer was Will Rowe. Sound design was by James Shield and Tom Burchill. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.